Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, boys and girls. It's time for the Coffin Joe cast. The only show where pointing to your didgeridoo is not only encouraged, it's expected. So crack open another BB and throw some shrimp on the Barbie. Welcome to Australia. It's sexy time. G'day, and welcome to the Coffin Joe cast. I am Killer Wilbur. And I'm Joel. And joining us from across the Dutch, it's Nikki from New Zealand. What's up? What's up, Nikki? <laughs> wow, I'm transported to 2001. <laughs> All right, back finally again. So, a little bit of troubles before the show, running a little late. Personal issues. We'll keep that in house. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, all is good, I think. Just got a message saying I'm not happy. Anyway, <laughs> deal with that later. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have sent that before the show. <laughs> all right. So how's things been, Nikki? Been a while since we chatted? Yeah, it's been a few months. Yep. Last time yeah, we had you on, we were talking about your American trip. Oh, that's right, yes. So that would have been back in, like, September or October. Yeah, around that time. So, yeah. Not too much has changed, just boring crap. Oh, yeah. Back, yeah. Back into the mundane life. Oh, yeah, and work dramas and oh, yeah. fun stuff like that. Oh, I know all about are the you, work dramas. Are you over the jet lag? Possibly. <laughs> I would Sometimes hope so I still now. feel like I'm living in the wrong time zone. <laughs> uh, you can come over here. We'll, we'll take you. <clears throat> oh, I'm coming back, just not for a little while. Yes, and hopefully no, you'll I be mean, able to like, get permanently. To... Oh, okay. I was going to say, and hopefully next time she goes, you can get to uh, ride some roller coasters. No, no roller coasters this time. Oh, uh, no, not six legs. <laughs> Yep. Wait, did you say just X-Lax? I don't think you need to come over here to do that. <laughs> it's just X-Lax, exactly what I said. <laughs> you can get the shits over there. <laughs> I don't even think we have X-Lax here. Do you have Agarol? Agarol. I don't think so. I'm not an old man. <laughs> I think that was called, that was their laxative. Growing up as Note a kid. To self. Send Nikki X Lax. Okay, I jotted it down. <laughs> uh, so, I know I got a little something to talk about. I know you got something to talk about, so. Yeah. Who's first? Oh, well, I'll have my bitch about my job. Oh, go for it. <laughs> well, the foreman's on holidays. Um, well, we returned to work last Monday, and uh, of course, a bunch of orders were there going hard trying to get them ready and then we're getting orders ready and another order comes in on top of that so going like maniacs and anyway the foreman um first day of holiday was friday so now i'm the uh, stand-in foreman so i'm going in trying to fix up to replace the boxes that were sent out and next thing another order comes in on top of that and i'm just like running around like a maniac just losing it 
and then I had to ask um, one of the guys to take the, the boss's ute down to the, the petrol station or the gas station or whatever station you want to call it um, to fill it up and then I just had an argument with him he wouldn't listen to me I said just go and fill that up and then he goes you don't talk to me like that I said I will talk to you like that you do what you're told or you can get you know go so that just fired me up and I'm like is this what it's going to be for the next three weeks so I am not looking forward to it <laughs> like when the foreman's away so we down one person basically and then I've got to do whatever I normally would do and do what the foreman's job is and uh which involves a whole different, a whole lot of different things, you know. Uh, right. Running up the office to the boss when you know he calls if we've got an order and getting that ready and dealing with that. Answering the phone when the boss is not there, which I do anyway. But yeah, it's a lot to deal with. So, how many people would you say? I mean, are, are employed there? I mean, I know it's not a six, big thing, but six people. That, that's it, right? That's it. There's 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 four in my section, which is the foreman. There's me, and there's two other blokes that construct. There's my mate who works in the spray booth, and then there's uh, my friend uh, Richie who does the um, he puts the trim and the plastic lining in and um, whatever else we ask him to do, sort of thing. So I don't know if you saw my post the other day. I'm, I I take microwave meals to work, like spaghetti bolognese or lasagna. So yeah. I've heated that up, and I've got a little table out the front of the factory outside where I eat. So I've set that down, and he's come out, and he sits in his car, and he goes, "Oh, it smells like spaghetti bolognese out here." I'm like, "Yeah, that's funny, because that's what I'm eating." And he's seen me eat this before, like he's walked past and noted what I'm eating, and I'm like, "I'm like, you are a dumb, dumb person." <laughs> he is. He really is. He really is. Uh, you know, a few, a few sheep short of a, of a paddock. So <laughs> what? Like a, like a I don't know, a, a couple of beers short of a six-pack, I don't know. There's other sayings like that. I just thought I'd throw a sheep one in for Nikki. <laughs> Why, thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, it's well known that he's he's not bright. He's the one that chopped his thumb off, or half his thumb, or half his nail of the thumb. So, yeah, he's, he's, he's a special kind of special, Richie. And that's not his real name, but that's what we call him, because he looks like uh, Richie from uh, Happy Days. Well, that means he's got to, like, hitchhike twice as hard to get wherever he's going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, That's sad. So, yeah, it's... And, like, dealing with him, it's a nightmare. He's, he's always over trying to talk to me, and he'll come over and tell me, look what I did, Graham, I did this. And I'm going, that's good, because that's your job. You're supposed to be doing that. <laughs> you know? It's like a little kid. Look, Mummy, I... <laughs> I peed in the... I don't know. I'm trying to think of an analogy. I can't get that's one out. That's what we pay you to do. Yeah. I, I, I folded up the blankets, Graham. I'm like, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do, Richie. And then we said his name, which I couldn't give a fuck if I say his name because there's only one person from work listens and he knows what he's like, so he won't care. But yeah, it's and um, it's a, a good thing the foreman's gone in and it's a bad thing. The bad thing is I've got extra work. The good thing is he is not that bright either. So And uh, yeah, he, he doesn't listen. The, fo- the, the boss will tell him to do something and he comes back and tells me to do something then the boss goes, what are you doing that for? I go, such and such told me to do it. I didn't tell him that. He never freaking listens. He needs to get a hearing check. So so it's a, a win-lose situation for me at the moment. No foreman to annoy me and ask me silly questions. And then when I tell him, he just stares at me blindly like, huh, what? I said, yes, that's what you're supposed to do. And aren't you the foreman? You should know this. It's like when we load the vans. He, he's asked me how to load it. I'm going, well, you've been doing this longer than me. 
in this van. You're asking me. And when I tell him, all right, I want this one first, that one first, no, 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 we'll do it that way. So why'd you ask me you want which way to do it? So Right. Yeah. So, How yeah. old is this Richie guy? Well, not exactly, but I mean, is he uh, like in a his young 40s. kid or something? No, he's 40s to 50. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, he's worked his whole life in this sort of industry. He left school early. He, um, he's a bit illiterate. Uh, yeah. He's, uh, yeah, I don't want to go into too much detail about the person's life, but yeah, he's he's had a sheltered life is the best way to ex- explain it, so. I'd love to be around him when he's doing the laundry. Yeah. Look, I folded this t-shirt. Oh, good. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? <laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah, well, even what he's supposed to do, he doesn't do sometimes. So. <laughs> well, Maybe yeah. I should come and work with you then, Killer. Oh, that would be perfect. At least I'd give you an instruction. You'd go and do it, and you'll be right. You're done. Job done. I know it'll be done. It's like I know nothing about coffin making, but I'm sure I'll be better than Richie. Yeah, well, Richie doesn't make coffins. We don't let him near machinery. That's what it's like. <laughs> I wonder why. That yeah. might be a good idea for me too. Yeah, well, you can come over and do his job. That's putting the the, the linings in the coffins. So it's, awesome. Yeah, it's it's pretty easy. You put plastic down first, and then you get whatever um, uh, lining. You know. The fabric, whatever you know, that suits that style of coffin, and you get a little um, staple gun and staple it in. It's easy. I've done it. I've been taught how to do it. So. Awesome. I'll be over a match. No problem. We'll get rid of Richie. <laughs> and you can you can fold a mean blanket, from what I hear. Yeah, and the can. and the blankets are only what we wrap the coffins in when we deliver them. So it's just a matter of just folding it in half, folding it in half, and folding it in half again. Bang. As long as they're not fitted. What? Oh no! Screw that, man. No, they're not fitted, but yeah. Fitted, you just roll into a ball and shove it away. No, there is a certain way to fold fitted sheets. Yeah, you roll it in a ball. No, I've seen it. It's a little <laughs> technique. Uh, I forget the guy's name. He's been on Oprah and he's been on a couple of TV shows down here. He's Australian. And he has a perfect technique for uh, folding fitted sheets. So. He's been on Oprah because he can fold a fitted no, sheet. No, he's uh, one of those, you know, uh, declutter guys. He declutters your house and... Um, can't remember his name, but yeah. Folded so. fitted sheets for everyone. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure if you go to YouTube, you could find it. But yeah, it, it, I'm with you, Nicky. Just roll in the ball and shove it in yep. the freaking cupboard. Yep. Yeah, so that's been basically yeah. my week. Same here. Back Fold, into the folding. fucking boxes. Well, but it was, it was bound to happen. you got to make money. Yeah, I know. Uh, it was a struggle Monday getting there. And we've had the hell of a freaking um, rain. It's just been, there's floods everywhere. So it's been just coming down in bucket loads, in bucket loads, as I say. But yeah. So I've been going to work, getting fucking wet feet, trudging up the hill to work. Yeah. All right, there's my, no more bitching from me. I've already had enough bitching. That's part of the joy of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I actually got more to bitch about, but that's more personal. <laughs> right. Well, we, we did that before, so we can talk about that That later. wasn't so much a bitch. I was just telling Venting. you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. Got to let off a little steam, you know? Yeah. Well, that's what I did the other day when I, I smashed the coffin apart. It was an old one that was damaged, so I had to get rid of it. So I vented some steam by smashing the coffin apart. And throwing it in the bin. 
We're both dead silent. Yes. What? Damaged product has to get cut up so it can fit in the bin. Well, you right. pro- could probably fit it in the big dumpster all, all the same, but it'll take up room. So. so, yeah, I was looking forward to that. I knew I had it on like Friday afternoon when we clean up. I'm saving you, buddy. I'm going to kick that shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got a quick sidebar question just because of uh, the, the Skype issue earlier that we had mildly and listening to the clicking around. Is the internet any better in New Zealand than it is in Australia? Yes. Yes, it is. Why is that? Because we're further away, so it has to be better. And maybe because you've got better telcos? I don't know, but yeah. Yeah, they're always upgrading the telcos here. I've got like super duper fast internet. So, because of obtaining so much stuff, we got the best internet we could get. Yes, of course. Yes, well, I'm still waiting for them to roll out what they're calling the NBN here. It's supposed to be super fast internet, but by the time they roll it out, it will be still one of the slowest internets in the world. That's <laughs> yeah. uh, probably right. But as I've mentioned before on on this show, the problem with my internet and a lot of internet, they're using the old copper lines, the original copper lines that they put down just for telephone, which worked fine for telephone, but and they haven't gone around and upgraded it. Yeah, when you're trying to masturbate, copper is not the way to go. But the other thing is, because I'm in Sydney, it's a bigger, you know, bigger population and that, so there's a lot more area to cover, and it's it's costly for the telcos to do. So they just do it to the most affluent suburbs, where the people are richer and got the money. So we'll fix you up nice. But if you're in one of these lesser suburbs, which I'm not in a lesser suburb, I'm not in a shitty suburb, but nah, you're out west. Nah. We'll get to you later. We'll get to you soon. Right. Sort of. But yeah, it's it's slowly rolling out around this area and um. Well, if it comes around this area, I'll be trying to get it. But it's still copper to the house. It's just uh, the fiber optic to the um, to the node, I think they call it, or whatever. But so. you need to borrow a bucket of internet from Nikki, I think. Yeah, just yeah. sling a line across the Tasman and yep, <laughs> big Ethernet cable. <laughs> yeah. well, see, for us, because it took us so long to get really good internet, even though we've only had it for a couple of years, it's really better than yours mm. yeah because before that we had absolute shit internet for the longest time so yeah well when they first brought out these ADS to ADSL2 that was great for about a month <laughs> then everyone just surpassed us so. yeah fuck internet companies fuck telcos <laughs> fuck Telstra and the call-ins <laughs> <laughs> So, I got a, a just something to, to to briefly touch on, which I don't know. It's it's all that exciting, but it was kind of fun for me because my buddy Dennis came over uh, in from Chicago tonight or today to spend the day with us and uh, Juliana's birthday today. She's thirteen, and uh, he came in kind of for that uh, and kind of just to hang out and visit because he hasn't we haven't seen him in a couple months. But um, he's a guy that went to Australia yeah. to tour around and play music and and you know spend uh, some time over uh, the up to the new year basically so he was telling me about his exploits and i you know of course i'm like oh yeah i know it's people in new zealand and and uh over in australia and and you know he had mentioned how matt had talked about you know nero talked about you guys trying to get together and hooking up or whatever well 
Um, after we got past that, I said, well, tell me, you know, how to go. And he's like, well, the first night I played at this place called Midnight Special, yeah. which is in Sydney. I don't know if you've heard of it. Yeah, I haven't heard of it till like near I put the post up. Yeah. And I guess it was a packed house, which he was shocked because, you know, he's just a solo musician who has a guitar and plays kind of uh, finger pick style, bluegrass, twangy, whatnot, varied, all kinds of different stuff, bluegrass. Yeah. And, where he was, but. where he was is a pretty, like, uh, they're pretty keen supporters of that sort of stuff. Um, it's in Enmore. It's the... Enmore's near Newtown, and that's sort of the hipster, you know, new age sort of people live there, so that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, he did mention Newtown. Yeah. Um, while he was there, I guess a, a guy from a bigger place was in the was there that night and heard him and approached him about playing a show that wasn't scheduled at another place, which he went to and was packed. He said again, uh, called the Bearded Tit, which I don't I mean, know if you've heard of. Never heard of it. Um, but he said, well, it, that, during that show, there was somewhat of a local celebrity there. And I, that, this is the part that I was kind of wanting to see if you knew who he was and if you had any information, but a guy, a gentleman by the name of Darren Hinch, Darren Hinch. Yes, I know Darren Hinch. It's not Darren. It's Darren D E R R Y N or something like that. He's been on the radio. He's a shock jock. He used to do a current affairs program. Yep. Know all about Darren. He's um, had a liver transplant. He went to jail because he actually said a pedophile's name on there, which you're not allowed to do. He's all about... Wait, um, you're not allowed to do that? You're yeah. not allowed to out them? Yeah, you're not allowed to mention their names. They're protected, these uh, scumbags. So, yeah. So you don't you don't have, like, a reporting system where you can look up and see where no, pedophiles No, that's, that's one of his um, things he's on about, making a, a national or a statewide... Um, reporting system so people can look up and see if you've got a pedophile in your neighbourhood. The police know, but uh, regular folk don't know. So that's one of his things he's been on about, especially after getting out of jail for doing what he did. So, yeah, Darren's a pretty uh, outspoken sort of bloke, but pretty much a lot of things he says is uh, pretty much what everyone thinks, and um, he's gone to jail a few times for, you know, saying things on air that he shouldn't have. But yeah, I know who Darren Hinch is. Darren. So he... He's kind of the voice of what people want to say, yeah. but either don't or don't have yeah, the well, he's mic a, to... Yeah, he's done talkback radio a lot of his life, so so he's always spoke his opinions like those talkback radio jocks do, but yeah, he's very I well mean, known. I'm trying to think that, of... The, I mean, I'm glad he's do, trying to do that, because yeah. I know that's a big thing here, the registry and... Yeah, that's what he wants, the, the National Register. And, and, and certain people are saying, like the, I don't know... The, the the lefties or the righties, I don't know which way that always works, but no, oh no, but people are going to go and bash them up, and, and so if that person goes and bashes up that person, they get arrested too, and they're in trouble, you know. It's not about hunting them down and, and, and doing anything to them, it's just so you know there's one in the area, so you can keep an eye out and say to your kids, well, don't go by that house, or stay away from that person, or, you know. So they don't have to go house to house when they move into a new neighborhood and nope, nope, tell people not at they're... all, the complete opposite. I'll put them in yeah, a house her. and I'll tell nobody. It's only the police that know. And it's usually only the police in that local area, you know, that local area command. It's not like every police in Australia knows that one pedophile's in that area. It's just the police in that area know that's a pedophile there. So, What about New Zealand? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Okay, then. <laughs> well, I know around, I mean, he, he should really look, I mean, <clears throat> not to be patriotic here, but he should look to America in this case because that's been around quite a while. And I've heard of very few to no instances where, you know, those people are, you know, I mean, they, maybe they're singled out in some instances or alienated or whatever. But, you know, that way people, if they move to an area, they can choose not to be close to that person yeah. or at least are aware if somebody's interacting with that person that shouldn't be. But, uh, I mean, I get the point of, I guess, you, you want to protect people from repercussions if maybe it was a indiscretion or it was a, a wrongful conviction or something. Yeah. But hmm. I don't know. All right. I, I just I just looked up, I found something interesting. One, I found his uh, website, Human Headline. That's what he, everyone calls him. And I found something else interesting. He was born in New Zealand. Darren, Darren. Not yet. Darren Nigel Hinch is a New Zealand-born Australian media personality best known for his work on Melbourne radio and television. So, hmm. Yeah. He's official. Well, yeah. I guess he was uh, in attendance, <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, was a, a fan of the show. And and uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if Dennis got to like hang out with him or something, but he heard this through either the 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 owner or whatever and i thought that was kind of kind of interesting so i was like i bet you killer knows who this guy is oh yes everyone in australia knows who he is so. interesting well i fully support his support of that's his website the registry in the chat yeah i just found it i, I never knew he's new zealand born but that that's perfectly <laughs> timing <laughs> <laughs> Bring him up, talk about if I knew him in Australia, which I did, and then we find out he's from New Zealand. So, like almost New, all New Zealanders come over here get famous. I mean, all famous people over here who come from New Zealand, they stay here. I don't know. I messed up what I was going to say there, but anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So nothing really going on lately, Nikki, since uh, you got back and went back to normal New Zealand life? <sighs> No, yeah, yes and no. Although you've probably already seen it on Facebook, are you fishing? For a comment as to the thing I put up a few weeks ago before Christmas? Maybe. The secret Facebook page group? Is that what you're fishing for? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Is is it public? Uh, pretty much. There's still a couple of friends who don't know because we haven't seen them in a while, but um, they don't listen to this, so it doesn't matter. But yes, um, John and I are getting married in September. So that kind of happened. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes, there was no fancy proposal or anything. It was just, uh, so we're not going away this September. Do you think we should get married this year? Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we are very casual people. We've been discussing it for a couple of years, trying to work out when the best time and how to do it. So, yes, it is in September. Uh, so is it going to be a casual affair then too? Yeah, we're just going to the registry's office for the actual ceremony, just with our immediate family, so like my parents and John's mum and possibly our siblings. We haven't really decided yet. Um, and then we're just having a big um, to-do party reception, reception thing yeah. on the um, the weekend just after we're getting the ceremony. So That's pretty much what me and Donna plan to do. Yeah. But it keeps changing. Because no one cares about the ceremony, yeah. to be really honest. Well, that's and what... it costs too much. Yes. stupid dress and paying for a place to for everyone just to sit around for half an hour and not do anything. Yeah. 
but it keeps changing with Donna. But yeah, you're beating me by a year and a month because it's in 2017 in October I'm getting married. So, but yeah, all you people. But it's pretty much the same idea with us. It's like yeah, we just go to the registry and I just get you know my best mate, her best friend, and just us and. Maybe if my parents want to come out, they can. But yeah, do that, and then just have the celebration. You know, probably after we get it, you know, if we're going to organise that, but I don't know. You probably do that during the week, and then get, have the weekend party for it. Yeah. So we um we've we like uh, wanted to have the same anniversary. So like that's when we go away every year. We go away for our anniversary. Um. So obviously we haven't been able to have it any other year because we've always been away. But this year because we're going to Vegas in November for my dad's 60th. Um, we knew we wouldn't be going away in September, so that's why we decided to have it this year. Um, and yeah, our anniversary is during the week, and then yeah, the big parties on the weekend. That works. So what's the actual date then? Uh, the actual date of the wedding is the 14th of September. Ooh, that's the day after my dad's birthday. I remember that one. It's 11 days after my birthday. Oh, yes. Ooh. And your birthday's one week after mine. Exactly. It's a very popular month for shagging nine months earlier. Yep. Well, apparently today's a popular day for birthdays. I know three people whose birthday it is today. All young kids. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what happened nine months ago, but... Mm. Yeah, because it was my brother's birthday four days ago. You could probably figure it out. <laughs> but well, I yes, did... I do know exactly what happened, but I mean, why everyone had the same day in mind. <laughs> It's a Sunday. What else is there to do? Uh, what, uh, you know that the days don't fall on the... the and never mind. No, I know what you're talking about. I'm just being here. Yeah. It's not the exact <laughs> same day because they're all different ages. Yes, and right. it depends on when they actually decide they want to come out. <laughs> you know how that goes, right? Um, so wait, you said your dad in, in Vegas and his birthday, is he in, does he live in Vegas? No, um, he lives like two minutes away from me. My parents go to Vegas pretty much every year. They just love it there. And, um, yeah, we just decided, he just decided when well, we planted the seed of the idea that it would be cool to have a family holiday in Vegas all together for his 60th. Yeah. So I don't personally get the appeal of Vegas. I may be like in the, the, the largest minority ever, but I know people that love it. I don't get it. I just, See, I, don't, I don't get it. We go to Vegas because uh, there's good outlet shopping. It's the only time I like going shopping is when it's outlet. Um, they have guns you can shoot there. Um, and we, we like going out to the Grand Canyon. I don't, I don't drink very much, so I really don't like the hordes of drunk people. Or I don't really gamble either, so probably the two things that most people go to Vegas for I don't like doing, but <laughs> the two, I like it for all the, the other hunkers. reasons. The two things I'd go to Vegas for. <laughs> well, the hookers depends on how they're looking. Some of them are getting a bit old. Right, right. I, I just, I don't know. I, I went to, when gambling became a thing in Kansas City, like, it became legalized to have riverboat gambling only. So if you were on the water, it was okay. But, you know, the ships don't go anywhere. They're just attached to the, the land. They're to just the wolf. physically on the water. Um, and I went twice, I think, total. Once on my 30th birthday, and then one other time just to... My dad wanted to go there because he was like, oh, they have they have the Arthur Bryant's barbecue there. We could go there and eat cheap. 
and we went and it was terrible and Arthur Bryant's is not good, but, um, <clears throat> that it's one of the big ones in Kansas city. But the, when I went on my 30th birthday, I mean, they gave me, my friends that took me, gave me money to gamble and it was gone within like, I don't know, like five minutes. And that to me just is, isn't fun. I mean, I don't get it. I guess maybe if you're winning. And if you knew what you're doing. What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing. There is a, I don't know how to. Well, what did you play? What, what, did you just put money in a slot machine? Because that's the easiest gambling because you don't have to think. Either you, well, the old days you pulled a handle, but these days you just hit a button. Dink, dink, dink. I did both. I did, well, I did, I did the, the slot machines and I uh, played a little bit of blackjack. Uh, blackjack, so you, there's, there's a way to play blackjack. I mean, just ask your, your friend from 40 going 14. I'm pretty sure Pat could <laughs> give you some tips, but yeah. But yeah, it depends on the game you're playing. And you just, I mean, the house always wins. I mean, the odds are against you, but there is a way to, you know, try to even the odds out somehow. I mean, blackjack's probably your best option. Gives you the best odds. Uh, worst thing you can play is slot machines. Uh, Try to tell that to Donna, you know. She just loves the pokies. She's been playing them a bit lately down here too, so. The what? Yeah, I was, I was pokey, bring that up. We, yeah. pokey machines. We call them pokey machines. Pokey. P-O-K-I-E. It's a slot machine. <laughs> it's the same thing. We have the largest amount of freaking pokies in Sydney in the world, nearly, I think. We have more pokies here than Vegas do. Because every pub, every club have them. We've got the casino with them. So, and we're building another casino too. James Packer's building a, a high-end casino, only for the rich people, for all the uh, Asians that like come down and gamble. So, gambling's big here. I mean, I've mentioned before I used to be bad on the the gambling, on the poker machines, but uh, I have a little flutter every now and then. If I have a bet now, it's probably just on on a horse race or a, a greyhound race. And occasionally on the football when footy season's round. So, what were you going to say about New Zealand? Oh no, I was going to ask if you knew what we call the slot machines here because I didn't think you'd know. I've mentioned oh, it many no. a times. Because I'm wondering how many people are giggling every time we say pokey machines. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like a glory hole, but for <laughs> down under. <laughs> I think glory holes are down under. Otherwise, it's hard <laughs> to get your penis in there. <clears throat> just saying, not from experience. Just, 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 just saying. And I don't know what's glorious about it. Well, never mind. <laughs> um, see, I figured if slot machines, the way you guys abbreviate things, it would have been like a, a slotty or a, a sl machine or yeah. slimish. The sling. <laughs> the sling. Right. Sling. Something abbreviated or shortened. Um, or, or, or elongated, but in a way that it rolls off the tongue easier. No. Speaking of glory holes. <laughs> well, pokey is short for a poker machine, basically. As in the right. way, you know. So, they call pokies. So, there's other slang terms for them, which ain't coming to mind at the moment, but yeah. Well, you the, know what's the, gotten really big around here? Hmm. They have, um... Oh, crap, what are they called? They... They're like gaming rooms, but they're everywhere. I'm trying trying to look it up real quick to see what they're called. But I mean, these places are open, 24. opening left and right. Yeah, but yeah, we we've had them too. 
where they, they virtually get a liquor license because you can't have poker machines without a liquor license. So they, they open up these little rooms, just very small rooms, have this smallest bar with very little air to drink and like 50 poker machines in them. But when everyone cracked down on the gambling because so many people were going, you know, getting in trouble, gambling their uh, pension te- checks and that. So it, it was a big cut down. They, they pulled out, they limited the amount of poker machines were allowed in... Um, and clubs and pubs, and uh, because of course the people who earn the lowest money are the the highest gamblers. Don't know why. Maybe because they you know, need more money, but they do it stupidly by going, "Oh, well, I'll make more money. It's easy. I just put it in here, and it will give me more money." And then come you know, like two days later, when you've got no money to buy food or feed your kids, and yeah, there was a big uproar a few years back, but. <laughs> The state government sort of had to do it, even though they hated doing it, because they make so much money out of it, because they tax the hell out of it, like everything. So, um, the video gaming, video gaming, uh, like it must be like slot machines and poker. Poker, and yeah, like inside. But... Yeah, well, that's what I first, well, sort of first started playing, um, video poker. So, and then um, they were only allowed, like pubs were only allowed to have video poker and. The clubs had uh, whatever they liked, because the clubs are supposedly giving money back to the community, and because the, there's a association for you know clubs, you know the, your football clubs, your sporting clubs, and bowling clubs, and all that, and they're going, we don't want the pubs to have them, don't want the pubs to have them, and then they changed the law, the pubs got them, and then all these pubs started just filling up the, their rooms with um, poker machines, live music disappeared, so that was part of the death of live music in Sydney. When uh, pubs were allowed to have poker machines, they saw more profit in that. And then a lot of these rich people started buying up pubs. So they own like 10 pubs in Sydney and they just fill them full of poker machines. And uh, yeah, it's it's just a a miserable place to go. There's no live music. There's, you know, there's just either the the drunks at the bar or the, the gamblers in the gambling room. And a lot of the gamblers, they don't even drink. They drink just like sodas and Coke and... So they're not making money across the bar, and so they put more poker machines in there, and it just it ended up going down a bad rabbit hole. Till the government had to say, "Right, we've got to limit it to use." And so, pretty much, you walk well, in heard... any pub here, there's a poker machine in it. But there's a couple of pubs go where poker machine free, and they've been trying to get families back, and they put on like they get a nice bistro with nice family meals, cheap, and then they put on live music every you know Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday afternoons, and so. Do they I've have high fives in make... the Wiggles? <laughs> no. <laughs> you said family. Uh, yeah, more family, like come over meal. They <laughs> Actually, what they do put in there is like kids' rooms, like with, the you know, maybe a video game, maybe, you know, a ball pit or, you know, those sort of things to attract, you know. The glory hall, right. Yeah, the, no, no, that's, that's in the adult <laughs> section. Uh, well, you don't have a registry, so. Mm. I, I mean... Um, yeah, and, and the Wiggles is usually Friday night for the after-hours show. Um, see, here, all those video game rooms, it, I don't know, it just seems like over the past year, it's just like they're a plague. They're just everywhere. And what kills me is, you know, every morning when I'm on my way to work, um, you know, I'll drive by them, and there's one that specifically that always catches my eye when I drive by it because it says on there, you know, serve, uh, what does it say, fresh donuts every morning or something like that. <laughs> I'm like, that's the last thing on my mind at 7 a.m. 
when I'm driving into work is to stop, play a couple games of poker, have a donut, and then go to work. I just, it just confuses the hell out of me. But I bet and you I that if, there's people that do it, though. Yeah, I'm sure there are. And, and they always look kind of seedy and just make me think of like an adult bookstore. Yeah. And I'm, I'm pretty sure your, your state gets the um, revenue from it, too. So they're like, yeah, yeah, you can have that. You know, That's all good. Right. We're getting money. Just legalize weed. You make a lot of money out of legalized weed. I'm good with that. And I think Illinois has uh, officially adopted that somewhere. Somebody had mentioned that they had, there was a dispensary, a medical anyway, not, not recreational, but medical dispensary that's opened up uh, somewhere in Illinois in, in the Chicago area. But it's, it's going to happen. It's, it is definitely going to happen. And I know places like Colorado where my, uh, my mom and brother and, and stepdad live, uh, you know, ever since they adopted the recreational marijuana, it's been... I mean, it's been a huge boom for the whole state. So, and that's in, in more ways than one. Plus, it, you know, it takes out all those cartels and things that are trying to make money on, well, at least on weed anyway. Yeah, exactly. And then the other thing is, you know what you're buying. Right. So. As long as it's not like uh, Philip Morris brand marijuana, because then they're going to throw in a bunch of chemicals and other stuff. But I, I heard somewhere a while back that, yeah, the, the, the cigarette companies are thinking about investing in it somewhere along the line. Don't know whether growing it or actually owning a dispensary, but they can see, like, oh, shit, we're losing money because less people are smoking cigarettes and our profits are going down. Oh, maybe we'll get into this marijuana thing. So. It's not legal in New Zealand, though, right? It's Or in either place. No, it's decriminalised here in the sense of uh, up to a certain amount, you will just get a fine. On-the-spot fine sort of thing. You don't have to go to court. So... What about no, we, New Zealand? We hate we hate people that smoke weed here. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So no one. Don't ask me why. Like, well, like strict laws or something. What do you What do you mean by they just? They yeah, there's like strict it. laws. There's like police task force that go out and bust you know people that um, grow pot and stuff. And we have um, really stupid. We actually have uh, synthetic. Um, yeah, we've got it here too. Yeah, the synthetic cannabis and synthetic drugs that. Like make people go actually batshit crazy. That's legal, but you know marijuana is not. So. Well, the synthetics are legal here, and um, they actually had a bust yeah. during the week, and uh, in the bust they found seven hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of cash just lying in the joint. <laughs> so. The yeah. logic sometimes just blows my mind for that kind of stuff. I mean, it just really just completely blows my mind, and that's across the board. That's not just with marijuana, and I don't know how we got here, but. That's all right. Um, that's the way the show works. Right. But it it, it does because you see some of the stuff that's going on out there and, and it's like, I just don't get it. I don't know. I guess that's why I try and stay away from the news because it's just too much stupid yeah. crap happening yeah. all over the place. And well, Yeah, the news. And the news just tells you the bad things, you know, keep you in fear, keep you in line. But, yeah. So you guys, um, sorry, you guys know about our flag drama that we have here right at the moment yes i know no. about it that we spent like 26 million dollars on trying to decide on a new flag yeah because yours what? looks too much like australia's yeah um we been, i don't know if you guys know who jimmy carr is yes i do Killer, you might but no. i don't know if joel will i don't know how popular he is in america but we are uh, we went to see him on friday night and he actually made a really funny joke about us changing the flag it's pretty much um like Changing the flag for a country like has to be on the bottom of the 
Prime Minister's to-do list. So obviously everything else for our country must be perfect if the one thing we're spending $26 million on is changing a fucking flag. That's a good point. There's always talks about us changing the flag too. And then they they started bringing it up ever since you guys in New Zealand are doing it. It become a topic, you know. Well, if New Zealand can do it, let's us do it. Yeah, sure. You know what would be smart is if the guy that's designing it is like, hey, I can design yours too. And then they come out with a similar design again. No, they they had a competition in New Zealand. You submitted, you know, your flag yeah. design, and they, they whittled it down to about six, I think it was. And um, um, four or five, I think. Yeah, and yeah. Um, and then we had to do a referendum vote, yeah. and you had to rank them in which order you like them. And oh then I think it's in March. The winner of that vote goes against the current flag. And then you vote again. Yep, and then we vote again whether we want the. <sighs> The general one that most people liked, even though I think only 48% of the country voted on which flag they preferred. So theoretically, 52% didn't vote because they don't want to change the flag. But we're still going to go ahead and do another vote anyway. Yeah. And the one that's sort of leading it's got the silver fern in it, hasn't it? Yep, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But it, yeah, I just looked this up so I could see what you guys were talking yeah, about. Yeah, I'm sorry. We're talking now in down under language here. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah... Um, I'm all for you changing your flag. I understand why, because you know you go to the Olympics and you see the New Zealand flag race, and you go, "Is that Australia?" No, mm. because people can't don't, can't see the difference. Like your stars are red, and there's no um, the big star, whatever they call it. I forget what it's called, but yeah, the Northern. Um, oh, no, it's, it's Southern it's, Cross, and no, then you have the extra one. Yeah, we've both got the Southern Cross. Yours is yep. red. The stars are yep. red, and we have that extra one where it, that represents uh, all the states. So there's seven. It's a seven-sided oh. star, so that's representing seven states. Oh, I didn't we, know that. We have seven states and two territories. Canberra's a territory and New Zealand's a territory. Oh, <laughs> they are really similar. Wow. Yes, they are. Yes. To the, the to you know to the naked eye, like first glance, you think they are similar, but to me they're not. I can tell the difference between them, but I grew yeah. up with it. I'm pretty sure Nikki can tell the difference. Yep. You know what an Australian flag looks like, especially just that bigger star, makes a difference. Okay, so but the the other issue is the, the oh, other issue sorry. is the um the Union Jack in the top left corner. Yeah, we don't want the Union Jack anymore. That's been most of the problem. That's the same with us, and they talk about just replace that with the Aboriginal flag. But you ever put that? I've seen mock ups of that. It doesn't look good. So, but yeah, if they want change the flag here, the whole idea is to incorporate the uh, Aboriginal flag into it. So it's you know we unite as one. Which yeah. I like the idea, the ideal behind that, but yeah, yeah that it, Aboriginal flag is not. Yeah, it's like a reverse. Don't diss on my fucking uh, people. No, I just mean like with the other <laughs> part of the flag, it would look wrong. Yeah, mm. the colours don't. Yeah, it looks stupid if you just put the Aboriginal flag in there. So, so the you're fern. asking about the silver fern, yeah? So the silver fern is basically what all of our sporting teams uses. So, like, on the All Blacks jerseys, there's a silver fern. There's not a New Zealand flag. Like, for the Olympics, it's always a silver fern. Like, everything has a silver fern on it, to the point where our netball team is actually called the Silver Ferns. Yep. So, for pretty much most, if not all, of New Zealand, um, the silver fern is how is what we actually associate with ourselves, is the symbol of New Zealand. That, that's like us. We have the boxing kangaroo. Yeah. And they want, they want to make the, the, our flag with the boxing kangaroo. I'm like, yeah, yes, that's just not that. Nah, nah. Yes. It's, it's nice to have as a, a, a separate flag when you're flying at, like at the Olympics or 
the America's Cup was one of the most famous times you saw the boxing kangaroo when we, back in 1983 when we beat the Americans with Australia 2 with the wing keel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know about that, Joel? No, I just was trying and to... Ben Lexon designed the boat and the Americans going, we've got to see this wing keel, you're cheating, you're cheating. So they had a look at it and they tried to do a wing keel but they didn't do it right. And that famous so, moment when Bob Hawke said, if any any boss sacks their worker for not showing up to work today is a bum. I've heard that. <laughs> I think we may have talked about that. But mm-hmm. So wait, is, are there a lot of ferns in New Zealand then? Yeah, there's silver ferns everywhere. It's one of our national plants. Yep. Uh, they don't typically look exactly like that. They're like, usually a silver fern you see all curled up. Yep. That's because everybody's touching them. That's because... <laughs> They're running their finger down the middle. Yeah. But, um, Joel, what I need to find, I'll have to find it and send it to you, is um, John Oliver actually did a really hilarious segment on us changing our flag. And um, at one point, everyone could actually submit their own suggestion and, like, draw whatever they wanted. And he goes through <laughs> some of the more hilarious um, ones that were submitted by I've, drawing. I've got and one. It, yeah, it's the funniest thing ever. So I'll have to find it and send it to you. I've got one. Put it on the I Facebook page, maybe. There's this white thing in front and a man standing behind it. What? <laughs> oh, that's... What are we talking about? It's, he's making a bad joke. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. Killer can't go with you on the show without making at least or, one. Or, the, or it's everyone um, hopping on a plane flying to Australia. Because <laughs> everyone leaves New Zealand to become famous. Yeah, and then you guys had to change your plane so it looked like everyone on your Qantas flight had to wear in New Zealand, oh, all blacks jerseys. Yes. Yep, because you know we won the World Cup again. Uh, what Just, World Cup? The, the sport yeah, I don't care about. How'd your cricket team go? I have <laughs> no idea. I don't follow that shit. Here it goes. Uh, we beat you. Me that I'm sure there was a conversation on 40 Go 14 lately about rugby and rugby league and got confused between the two again. Of course. And every time they bring up cricket, they bring up your name, and you don't even care about cricket. No, but it's funny listening to them try yeah. and work out what the hell is going oh, on. Oh, same here. I, I laugh my ass off. <laughs> no, I've said to Joel, I want to ring in a voicemail and explain cricket, but that would be the entire show, because it would take me near, near an hour just to run through everything about cricket. Yeah, it's, What's it's, a it's probably best to just let us fumble through it and completely What's five for 700 mean? Why is there 700? What's five mean? That's five people out and 700 runs scored. When did we turn into Ringo Starr? I don't know. What's five or 700 mean? <laughs> I, I, it does sound crazy when you think about it. If you don't know anything about the sport and you hear somebody say five over 700 or whatever, and we're like, are they taking 386 bats or at bats or something? It just sounds like this is ridiculously long game that people are just but, Probably really sore from the next day. Explain this before. There's three different versions of the game. There's the test matches, <laughs> which we just finished, and we beat the West Indies. Um, we uh, The last game got rained out because, as I was talking about, it was here in Sydney, and uh, they got two days of play in. Other three days, it was just raining, so they couldn't play. Uh, and then you got your one-dayers, which are 50-over matches. So each side has 50-overs, and it's more like hit the ball a bit, you know, harder and quicker but then the really hardball matches are the 2020s which is the new popular game which we have our state comp playing right now 
2020, and it's literally just smash and grab. Just fucking smash the ball, ball as fast as you can and hit the ball as hard as you can. So, Ouch. And um, that's where the money's made too, because in India, the IPL, the India Premier League, um, they have a tournament of 2020 matches, and they, they're paying millions of dollars for all these great cricketers. So a lot of these players now are forgoing the traditional like test matches and not worrying about becoming a good test player, which is a different way of playing, to um, become a really good uh, 2020 player so they can earn millions. So that was the problem with the West Indies. That's why they didn't beat us. They used to be the power force in the 80s, the West Indies. But yeah, anyway, stop it with the cricket talk or I won't shut up. <laughs> I didn't want to slow you down. You no, know, well, all I can say is Donna hates cricket, but she likes watching the 2020s, so that shows you the difference between a test match and a 2020 game. So. 2020s are a lot more fun. They are, they, and they're more, they have, like, um, fireworks and, um, like, little flamethrower things on the sideline, and when you hit the bales, the stumps and the bales, there's those wooden things that the batter stands in front of Joel, and they have little lights in them when they get knocked over, so they flash and... So it's it's more like a, a spectacle. So that was funny. Well, back on the cricket. But last night there was a game down in Melbourne. The two Melbourne teams faced off each, with each other at Etihad Stadium, and they they had uh, the band on it. Uh, I'll call it half time, but it's between the two innings. They had the Veronicas on, and um, they're lighting fireworks off behind them. That was great. Then they went to go play the match, but all the smoke from the fireworks was still stuck in the stadium. So <laughs> they they couldn't start playing because you couldn't see the ball, and you don't want someone bowling 140 kilometres an hour at you with a white ball in white smoke so a bit of a fuck up last night but yeah me and Donna are watching it laughing their asses off going what idiots they won't be doing that again will they no they should use the new pink ball no that, that's for the day night test matches which they've the first one was played in Adelaide against I don't know which side uh, the side we beat fucking Kiwi I don't know, if they're going to have smoke in the way, they should use a pink ball. Yeah, well, that's what they were saying. If it was a test match or even the pink ball game, they could probably go for it. But no, a white ball and a white smoke. So you got to understand, Joel, um, the ball bounces off the pitch, so it's harder to see. It's not like in baseball where it's coming down at one angle where you can see it. You, um, It bounces off. It could come at full toss sometimes. It can bounce off the pitch and come in any direction at you. And as you mentioned, you can actually hit a batter. So you can bounce the ball in, into him, you know. Um, Sounds like a party. Yeah, and what they have at the like on the edges of the ground where the seats are, they have the thing called a sight screen. So it's if it's a test match, the sight screen's white. So the batter can actually pick up the ball a bit better. And when it's like a one-dayer, it's black. And I forget what they used for the pink test match, or the pink ball test match. So... Anyway. We yeah. just bored the fuck out of everyone. Yes, I know. But you <laughs> brought me on to cricket. It's cricket season. Don't worry, when winter comes around, I'll be talking about rugby league again. Well, speaking of things to talk about, it's about that time. It is, John. Yeah, I've just got to find my little... Get out of my way, you. Sorry, something more. Yes, it is that time, John. Wait, what's that you say? time is it? Is it really that time again? That's right. Hide your dingoes and watch out for drop bears. It is time for R is for random. Oi! It is time for <laughs> R is for random. Uh, thank you to the lovely Maybellina for providing us with questions as per the usual. 
And for some reason, I seem to be hearing myself in an echo. Echo, echo. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's weird. Okay, now it's gone. All right, question number one. What movie has the best soundtrack? Star Wars. Either you listen to the whole thing? Nah. I'm just taking it off the movie. I don't know. Or Pulp Fiction. Oh, that's a good call right there. Definitely. Definitely a good call. Yeah. There's too many. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that's a cop out. Pick one. I can't pick one. It's too hard. All right, pick um, two. I'm just looking at my soundtrack CDs right now, which are right behind me. Um, uh, Dazed and Confused is a very good soundtrack. No? Is that your pick? Dazed and Confused. I'm Daddy's not sure. Honestly, Galaxy. I'm not sure what else is on there on Dazed and Confused. I'm assuming it's all 70s stuff. Hang on, let me see if but. I can roll backwards and reach it. <laughs> we, we hear a crash and a bang. Nicky <laughs> <laughs> down! Nicky down! Okay. Rock and roll, hoochie coo, slow ride, school's out, Jim Dandy, Love Hurts, Stranglehold, Cherry Bomb, Fox on the Run, Low Rider, Tuesday's Gone, Rock and Roll All Night, Highway Star. Yeah, I'd say that's that's a good one. Yeah, I'd go with that. That's good. I was going to say the Josie and the Pussycat soundtrack, but I don't think that would go down too well. <laughs> I, I don't, yeah, I don't think that's a, no. <laughs> but have you watched the movie and listened to it? It is very good. I have watched the movie, yes. Yes. I Much don't remember the Jim movie. Uh, well, that's not saying a lot, I don't think. But you have a soundtrack that has a song called Backdoor Lover on it. How can that not be good? Um, did you actually see the Gem and Hologram movie? No, I haven't yet. They um, didn't release it in the end. <laughs> it was due to come out in December, and then it kind of got dropped. It, it did so, come out in the end. I don't know when it's going to come out here. But I will still go see it because I'm glutton for punishment. I was going to say, I think I'll have to watch it just out of sheer spite and willpower. And, and other curiosity. Just vague curiosity. How can yeah. it be that bad? It's Jim. Uh, hmm. <laughs> I have a feeling we're going to find out very soon. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, for me, I, I, I agree with you. There is a lot and it is a little hard to just pick one, but I think I'm going to go with singles, the single soundtrack, because at the time when it came out, of course, grunge was at its, uh, getting towards its peak. And I was of course, huge into that, that whole music scene and even, adopted some of the the clothing styles which have never quite went away for me but um that 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 was on repeat and still to this day i mean i'll i'll pop it in and i love it just as much every single song in there except hearts version of uh led zeppelin's oh what song is it now now i'm drawing a blank i always skip it but <laughs> that's the only one on there that I just, I can't do, but at, you know, I believe, was it Nancy Wilson was married to 
Cameron Crow, or still is, I think it's Nancy. But yeah. so many good songs in there. Mm. Allison Chains, Pearl Jam. Uh, you've got uh, Smashing Pumpkins. One of their best songs is on there. You've got Paul Westerberg, Screaming Trees, Mud Honey. I mean, it's just Jimi Hendrix is on there. Come on, can't go wrong. Cameron Crow movies have really good soundtracks in general. Like uh, almost famous. Even yep. um, Elizabeth Town, which is a subpar movie, has a pretty good soundtrack. Mm. I enjoyed it, and yeah, the soundtrack is good. Also, same yeah. with Quentin Tarantino. He's yeah, he's pretty good with his soundtracks too. I think he kind of is, comes from the same school as James Gunn. You know, he's going to pick songs that fit the scene, or he's going to write the scene to fix, fit the song. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, like the Reservoir Dogs song that soundtrack yeah. is great. Yeah. Stuck in the middle with you as he's chopping his ears. Oops, spoilers. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, I, it's from 1991. I think. Yes, you don't have say to 20 year old. Oh, well, you got to be careful these days. You know how sensitive people are. And I'm looking forward to the hateful eight. I uh, I've heard some some mixed things on it. Not that it was bad, just that uh, it was three uh, hours long. There, yeah, there was a couple things that people complained about, but people are always going to find a reason to bitch. I'm looking forward to it. I, actually, there was a conversation that uh, happened because of it. A friend of mine went to see it. And we were talking about, you know, what what are the best films, uh, or how would you rank Quentin's seven films that he's made so far? I think it was seven. And um, I put mine, we each of us put ours in order, and I put mine in order, which I've never done before, and I got some hate for it. So, um, but we'll do that on another. We'll talk about that another time. Next, I want to change my answer very quickly. Oh yeah, what's your other answer? I completely forgot, but that or um, across the universe soundtrack. Oh, interesting. Across the universe, I don't know if anyone's seen it. Nope. Oh yeah. Possibly I've not, but it. yeah. The you know, all the Beatles songs. It's basically the Beatles but redone by name is escaping me right now. Really famous um director lady. Nope, gone. But anyway, yeah, it's a phenomenal movie and all of the covers that they do of pretty much every single song are absolutely amazing. Well, and the movie is is the story in the movie is the songs explain the story. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, trying to figure out how to phrase that. But, no, it was, yeah, it was a good movie. I, I enjoyed it. I wasn't sure. I'm not a big fan of singy dancy musical-y kind of things, but because it's the Beatles and it had a great cast, yeah, it was, it was solid. Oh, show. Um, all right, second and last question, which ironically for me ties into our first question. Uh, what's the longest you've gone without sleeping? Oh, uh, I'm trying to count the hours. I have not slept overnight. Probably nearly 36 hours. Pretty I've good done, chunk of time. I've done an all-nighter a few times. Uh, my brother's wedding, my youngest brother's wedding, uh, decided not to go to sleep because we were out that late. And I said, if I go to sleep now, I'm not going to wake up. So me and the the other brother, whose birthday was this week, um, who I don't speak to, we stayed up all night. And then we had to go pick up my parents from my uncle's place. We were staying at the hotel. Pick them up. We go back home. Everyone sort of crashes out. And then I stayed up going through all the photos we took for the wedding, editing them, you know. <laughs> I wondered what you were going to say about what you were doing. No, yeah, well, I had a freaking hundreds of photos that were taken. And I was like, bugger this, I'm not going to sleep now. So I was a bit tired, but I know, I just kept going. Everyone had their naps, and 
then wake up and you're still awake, Graham. Yeah, why? What's the problem? And uh, yeah, so I was awake from I can't remember what time the following morning to the following night. So yeah, close to 36 hours probably is my longest. It hurts, but yeah, you, it, I did it. Nikki? Um, I don't know. I imagine at some point when I, one of my flights to America, I wouldn't have slept on, um, on. But as time goes on, the more of those flights you do, the more likely it is you sleep. So probably at some point it was maybe like 24 to 36 hours because most of the flights are overnight. So um, I know... John, when in our most recent trip, didn't sleep for almost two days. Oh, shit. Because he can't sleep on planes, and then um, we were up to God knows what hour on the No Hope um, podcast in Portland, so he probably, yeah, probably close to two days by the time he actually got some sleep, but yeah, I'd say 24 to 36 hours for myself. Not too bad. I, I honestly didn't think I was going to be the 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 dissenter here. I thought I was going to be right in par with everybody else, but, um, most people know I'm not one for sleep. So when I was in high school is when I started really kind of adopting that philosophy because, you know, you have homework and video games and other things to keep yourself occupied. So at one point, I don't know what started it, but I just was having trouble sleeping one night and I made some sort of a conscientious decision to stay up as long as as I possibly could. And uh, when I realized that I really needed to get some sleep was when I was in, uh, I was at school. I was going to the All-Art Magnet High School at that point. And I was in class and we were all standing around. It was like, like a science project or something. And I was leaning up against the wall and I was falling asleep standing up. And I, I'm sure other people have experienced it, but I had not experienced it at that point. And that was at the 52-hour mark, roughly. So I figured it was time to go to bed. Yes. So I went to sleep, and it was like I slept like 13 hours at night or something. But, um, yeah, all, all, all said and done, that was when I finally decided it was time to call it a night. <laughs> uh, never again. I mean, I've stayed up for extended periods of time, but usually it was closer to that mark you guys are talking about. Yeah, well, I've done it other times, and I had to work the next day, and I was staying up that late, and I'm like, it's four in the morning, I have to get up at six. I'm like, if I go to bed now, I will sleep through the alarm, I'm staying up. And you get to work, and you're buzzing at first, you're like, yeah, 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 give it two hours, three hours into work, you're like, oh, gee, God, what do I do that for? Right. Uh, so. What the hell? I don't know why I said it like that, but... <laughs> You, yeah. you get the point. No, back in the days well, when I used to play poker, and you'd come home and then play home you know, home games and drinking, and you're like, oh, if I get to bed now, I'm not going to wake up. I'll just stay up. I'll be right. I'll be right. Well, now you guys have got a challenge, so yeah. at some point you need to see if you can up your game. Yeah, I'm the opposite <laughs> no. now. No. <laughs> Complete opposite. <laughs> I sleep. I had so much trouble staying up till midnight for the Star Wars Force Awakens. Like, I'm pretty sure I had to take a nap because I can't stay up past 9 o'clock. Yeah, me too. Most nights. But it's because I get up so damn early, so. No. Me me too. Then you guys have a good excuse. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what's damn early? 4.30. Yeah, 4.30. 4.30. 4.30 for me too. Screw that noise. Both of you. Wow. That sucks. 
Yeah, I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's uh, I mean, um, killer's probably for work, maybe, but for me and John, uh, it's because we go to the gym at 5 a.m. before work. We cannot do after work. We've tried so many times. After work just does not work. Um, but right. going first thing in the morning uh, is, even though it's freakishly early time to get up, but actually is really easy for us now, so. Yeah, well, you're right with me. It's for work. I mean, I could sleep in at about five, but I like getting up and waking up before I have to go face the buses and the, the people on the buses. So, yeah, I sort of try to wake myself up at 4.30. I'm still lying in bed to about quarter to five. That's when I actually hop out of bed, but I'm awake at 4.30 and out of bed at quarter to five, get up, get dressed. And I sit down at five o'clock. they got the early morning news. I like watching that. And I'm out the door at 5.30. So that's why I'm up at 4.30. I, I mean, if if you do it on a regular basis, yeah, I, I get it. <clears throat> I could see that being a little easier over time. But it's not easy. I still hide it every morning. I yeah no. I I mean, at one point when I was working, uh, when I was still working in the healthcare industry, I used to get up for a shift that started at two. So, you know, I, I've been there, but no, I don't. I won't do it if I don't have to anymore for show. Sure. Yeah. So, that's it. Thanks, Babelina, for the questions. Alrighty. That brings us to the end of the show. Let's hear them, Joel. You have other shows you can talk about. I do. You are so cool. You got the show right. Um, the first show that I do is called uh, The Sunshine Happy Pants Hour. That's K-P-A-N-T-S, which is my uh, six-song musical podcast which um features music and myself chatting about inane topics and you can find that online on itunes stitcher talk Show, and other podcasting directories i also do a show called 40 going on 14 with mike pat and josh which is a nostalgia cast where we talk about things then and now this last week we did a, a hot shots and tropic thunder which is a good time you can find that on itunes stitcher talk Show, blueberry the music the Geek Podcast Network and streaming Saturdays at noon on Geek Life Radio as well as on 40 Go, 40 Go 14. And last but not least, I write for the CreeperCast, which is a horror-themed podcast and a website, which you can find at CreeperCast.com. I write uh, movie reviews, articles, etc. And if you would like to be a part of the CreeperCast as a reviewer or short story fiction writer or other writing capacity, uh, you can go to the site. There's a link there for submissions. And we're redoing the site for the new year. There's going to be a lot of changes coming. So make sure you uh, send uh, Jeff an email. Let him know you're interested. And uh, we can always use some more help. And while you send that email, and tell him to hurry up and write on that bloody movie, the drop bear movie. Before someone beats <laughs> us to it. Dude. Someone's going to beat us to it. You see my post about the ones on the stop sign? He's going to get you while you stop it. Yes. The... Stop. And that bear's going to drop. And then you're going to roll. Stop, drop, and roll? Okay. Wonk. <laughs> you got Does any... Do you have anything to yes. promote? Yes. Oh, you were going to ask that. Yes, I was going to. Um, no, but you can follow me on Twitter. and I'm very boring, but if you really feel inclined to, at Pumazeli. Hmm. Yay. Instagram's slightly more interesting, at Pumanana69, I think is my name. It's on my Twitter. But um, one thing I was going to promote another podcast, if you don't mind, because we love the sharing. But um, 
a new podcast that's only been around a few months that is actually really good is the um, Geek Therapist podcast. All right. Um, talks about a lot of uh, stuff that people don't usually talk about. And, um, yeah, it's actually very, very interesting. You don't have to be a geek to listen to it, but um, anyone with any sort of, I would say, problem, but you know what I mean, uh, issues at all, right. um, definitely give it a listen to because, yeah, they're not afraid to talk about the stuff no one wants to talk about. And it's actually really, really inspirational and really good podcast to sort of understand everything that other people might be feeling and going through. So I've learned a lot just from the 13, 14 episodes they've done so far. So, yeah, if if you have anything like that, which I'm sure at this point pretty much everyone does, mm-hmm. can associate to it somehow, I would definitely recommend just giving that a listen to. Cool. Sounds like my kind of show. Yeah, I'll yeah. give them a, I'll get, I'll check them out for sure. For sure. All right, that's all I always do. Check out the Bad Pattering podcast, Justin and Jody. Good guys over there. Good show. And uh, the show that Nikki's been on, No Hope for Humanity with Harry Trucker. And, and make sure you listen to their Christmas episode. Evan and DJ. Yes, I haven't yet. So It is absolutely hilarious. All right, I've got to give that a, a, a listen. I, I had a backlog of podcasts going back to work, so I'm slowly going back through some older Older ones I would have listened to as they were posted, but yes. It's a very hairy Christmas yeah, with Action a... Evan and the infamous Harry Trucker, Christmas singer to the stars. <laughs> Sounds like fun. Well, and well, Harry Trucker get fucked at the moment. He posted something the other day, a little meme I wasn't happy about. Someone on goes my in. Page? No, on the Facebook page about someone going for a haircut. With What haircut style do you oh. want? Kurt Cobain. <laughs> I saw that this morning. Mm. Yeah, he posted that on my page too. Mm. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> I didn't like it. Didn't comment. I just left it be. Not happy. <laughs> no one disses Kurt. Fucking if that were you, Courtney Love. Fucking haircut. Yeah, that's what you do. So, uh, just a strange topics real quick before we get angry at, at more angry at Adam. Um, who's on next week? I don't know. Are we doing a double up of New Zealanders? We are. I just wanted to see if you knew. Remember. I knew. Uh, yeah, next week we've got uh, Nikki's fiance, John, will be back for a, a follow up episode and to get you some more New Zealand love. Mm. So, I can use all my New Zealand jokes next week. I don't think anyone's exactly. ever called him my fiance yet, by the way. Oh, there you go. First, <laughs> we always first. do. We're always good at the first here on the Coffin Joe cast. Nice. Yeah. All right. So for us to listen to as we leave the show, it's a band that you'd think would be Australian, but they're New Zealand. They're called Dragon. The song is April Sun in Cuba. Do you know they're a New Zealand band, Nikki? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so most people think they're Australian. Because they did the right thing, left New Zealand to come to Australia to get famous. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us, Nikki. Thanks, guys. It's been good to come back on and talk yep. to you. We'll get you back on later in the year, of course. Yay. We'll yeah. We'll podcast live from the wedding reception. Oh, yeah, that'll there work. You go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us, people. Uh, sorry for the, the strange posts. Uh, no posts, you know, no shows up and something shows up. You'll work that out when you hear this, <laughs> finally. All right. Here comes Dragon April Sun in Cuba. Good night. Bye.
Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.